tonight. Oh, tonight. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Tonight is a, uh, tonight's a night at home. I, uh, I, I love household projects. I just do. Keeps me busy. Takes, it, it, it's a stress reliever, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I got a little bit of running around to do. And my son got married a year ago and I have yet to put his wedding, some of his wedding pictures in frames and put them up around the house. So today I'm, uh, I'm going to go pick up a few frames uh, do, you, do you notice that more and more and more stuff uh, when it comes to decorative things for your home is now battery operated? I, and I'm out of batteries, man. I got to I got to head over to Batteries Plus or something. I got to go do that. But one of the stops I'm making is at Robert's Specialty Meats. And I know you probably roll your eyes because you're like, ah, it's a commercial. It's really not. This is exactly what I'm doing tonight. Tonight, I'm either going to pick up an Al Capone roast, a steak or some sausages. One, I, I just can't determine what yet. I'll know when I get there. I'm grilling tonight. Uh, it's not a bad night, not a bad day. A little breezy, but not a bad day. I'm going to fire up the grill. I'm going to grill. I'm going to have a beer. And I'm going to finish cleaning up the bar and turn on the TVs down there. And that's it. Uh, that's my night. And it's all going to revolve around dinner. <laughs> and Robert's specialty meats. It's just I've been salivating and hankering and whatever other adjective you want to or verb you want to throw out, but I, I've been looking forward to this for a while, and today I'm going to do it. I've just, damn it, I'm going to do it. So, Robert Specialty Meats in Waukesha, here I come, and I will walk through the door and I will say, I want that, please, because that's where my mood is. But uh, whether it's the garlic parm chicken skewers or the ribs on a stick or the steaks or the Al Capone roast, whatever it is. I, that place is awesome, and I love just walking in there. And I'm, I, you know, I never thought I'd become a butcher fanatic, but I walk in and I just kind of stare. I'm like, okay, I can grill that. Let's do that. So that's the kind of night it is. I can't wait. Robert Specialty Meats in Waukesha. He is yours and mine, hometown butcher on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. That's my night. That's my night. Probably should have did that last night, but, uh, but yeah, I just uh, didn't. I just, I, I was. I was busy. I was fielding calls and conference calls and all kinds of stuff. And and so I, I was kind of figuring, hey, I got a question. And maybe even Grant, you might know the answer to this one. Uh, we see all over, if you follow on Facebook and Instagram and all the different you know social media outlets, you see advertising all the time for different stuff. The gaming consoles. You know what I'm talking about? These things where you plug it into the back of the HDMI port of your television and suddenly you've got 10,000 games. Which console specifically? I don't know. I, I there, there's like twenty of them out there now. I started. I, I here's the thing. I've got an old uh, the back when they came out a couple of years ago, about four or five years ago, they came out with the the Atari Gold, mm -hmm. and all of the Atari games are on it. Because it used to be, it took one huge game and all the computer technolo technology for one game. Now the computer is is and, and the chips are and the processors are so small. They can put it all into a fire stick type of thing, uh, into a USB. So my question is, has anybody ever bought one of these? And the reason being is, is because the Atari game is, as much as I loved it, it's a pain in the ass because you, it's, it's one player. It does, they give you two controllers, but you can't even get the two controllers hooked up right. So I've decided that I want to move on from this because I've got a TV sitting in my bar that does nothing. There's nothing to it. 
And I was always a big fan going back in the day. Uh, there was always the Pac-Man. There was always the Brick Break. There was always the uh, the Asteroids, the Galaga, the Space Invaders, all the Donkey Kong, you know, all that stuff. And all these games are saying, hey, you can play all these games. But every time I go to look at one of these games, it has like one of those games on it. And a whole bunch of games I've never heard of. So, I, I is anybody ever used one of these things or is this like a big scam? That's I, what I want to know. I've had friends who have like a little Raspberry Pi computer that they've built, like computery friends. And you can get, like, you can fit a lot of these old games on one system. I'm just not... Uh, a big retro gamer like I'll play my PS5 and like I have a Nintendo Switch and I'll do some PC gaming but I don't right the old video games are not my thing so I'm probably not the person to ask but I know that you should be able to get access to a lot of those games for not a lot of yeah. money especially just for the, at the bar you know yeah the problem of it is and, and you can get two controllers and one of these little you know plug-in units and all that kind of stuff for like 60 bucks or a hundred bucks, but the problem is I've been reading on online reviews, and all it seems like all of these people are asking for money back, like nothing works. So I'm wondering, you know, I'm wondering if any of this stuff actually works, or if it's all just a scam. Because I go, I want to get something for the bar. So when I'm sitting in the bar, and I've, I'm fiddling around, I got a game on next to me, and on the other TV next to that, I can be doing any one of those retro games, because everything I see, like. I just went to one of those game sites today, and it's it's ten thousand games, which is crazy. And but I started looking, and I'm I mean I'm through like eight thousand of these games, and all I've seen that I recognized was Asteroids and Pac-Man, and even then it's Miss Pac-Man. It's not even the original Pac-Man. It's Miss Pac-Man. So those are the only two games on there that I recognized, and a lot of those games that I noticed are all in parentheses. They're all Chinese. All the voice, everything is in Chinese. So I'm thinking, what the hell are you actually getting? You know, I don't get me wrong. Maybe there's some great games in there, but it's not the games that I want. So that's what I'm looking for. So if anybody knows, let me know. Let me know. Um. So anyway, there you go. I wish I could help you more. Yeah. If anybody out there knows, give me a shout. Let me know. I can actually buy the tabletop game, but I don't want to spend all that money on one game if I don't have to. I'd rather get three, four, ten of them, you know, whatever. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Coming up here in the next uh, break uh, and to take it the rest of the way will be Mike Clemens. Um, Wisconsin Bruce says, yes, they work listening to game console chat on radio. Okay. Just if they work, let me know. I, I really, and which one has, if you know which one has the games that I want. So that's the other, that's the other, because I've actually emailed some of these places and they won't even respond. They don't even respond. Um, so the Green Bay Packers are sitting here, you know, it's the midway point of the season for many teams. And the, you know, we always talk about grades and what have you seen and what have you found out? And, you know, it's kind of a fair assessment at this point. There's some people that say, no, I got to wait till the end of the year. I'm like, I, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, is it going to get better? Is it going to get worse? Is it going to get dramatically better or worse? You know, who knows? But what have we learned halfway through the season? What have we learned halfway through the season? So if I have to put into like five categories, my first, first you know, thing is the quarterback play. That's what everybody circled on their on their sheet moving into this season regarding the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Barstool Sports uh, had a very um, 
they they're at their midseason point, and they had a very weird grade grade for Jordan Love, saying yes, pay him all the money he wants, and that way you're stuck with him, uh, almost as if to you know throw a parody shout to towards Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I my grade for for Jordan Love right now is probably a D plus. I I don't know. D plus or a C. I, I'm I'm not impressed. I'm not underwhelmed. It's kind of what I thought it would be, but I don't know. It, it you could even say it's an INC. It's an incomplete. But remember, we were sitting here talking at the beginning of the season, saying how many games would it take, and you and I figured it would probably be three or four, and we would kind of know. Mark Murphy said it would be seven or eight, and he would kind of know. I don't know what that grade is right now. Kind of a kind of a D plus, C minus somewhere in there. The offense as a whole, and when you start to talk about some of the young guys, Christian Watson, uh, I'd give him a D at best. A D at best. He's never available. He's not spectacular. He's not dynamic. He doesn't do anything that he was supposed to do. He is a D at best. Uh, Jaden Reed, I would probably give a C. Or maybe even a C+. Plus. Romeo Dobbs, C+. Plus. Luke Musgrave, I'd probably give him a C plus to a B minus. He's actually been better than I thought he would be. Um, you found out the value of Aaron Jones. The offensive line is a B minus when it comes to pass blocking, a B. You know, a C run blocking team. That type of thing. Um and then I would probably say the defense, they're right middle of the pack. It's a C. You know, they, they're creeping up on points per game. They're doing better. But yards per game, getting better. I mean, they're steadily climbing. But you and I both see it because it's not overwhelmingly dynamic. It's just. You know, some of the competition hasn't been great, but then again, you can't take it away from them because they've been doing they, they've been doing what they're supposed to do, right? Special teams they they rank low, but they gave up a return for touchdown. I think there's only been four of them in the National Football League this year, and the Packers on one of them, and that's going to hurt them all season long. You finally saw a return from Keyshawn Nixon that was something to write home about. So. You know, and Anders Carlson's missed a couple of kicks. So you tell me, and Bryce, you say your grades are an F, LMAO. Okay, tell me why. Don't get, don't, don't give me that. Just tell me why. Tell me why. Or better yet, call the program and argue with me. Or tell me your side of the story, which you'll never do. But tell me, tell me why. Um, Brandon says, Coach. Gets an F. Offensive line gets a D minus. The defensive ends also get a D plus. Uh, Chris says, I give Jordan Love a C at best. Uh, I give the receivers a B minus. I give the offensive line a D minus. Oh, he's not talking about me. He's talking about Mr. Gambler. Ah, they, they, they get into the arguments on. on uh, sometimes I get caught up in it. Okay, I see. Uh, and then this one is from this one's from R. Art says uh, I'd give the whole team a C minus. Uh, they're less than average, but not the worst in the league. Matt Lafleur I would give a D to. 
Joe Barry, I would still give a D to. Nothing has really gotten better. He's just faced lesser talent. So there you go. Um, And then you start the whole argument about Jordan Love on both sides. I'm just saying it's eight games in. What have you seen? Nothing more. Nothing more. Uh, let's do this. We've got Mike Clemens coming up. Mike is going to join us. We'll talk with him about... You know, his thoughts, uh, recapping the weekend, moving forward as they get ready for uh, practice tomorrow and get ready for the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up on Sunday. Don't forget uh, that the Green and Gold Postgame Show is going to be live at the Stillery in Grafton. We're going to be there this coming Sunday. Green Bay is going to be in Pittsburgh, so the, uh, the show is going to be out on the road. And we're doing it because a portion of the proceeds, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, go to Fisher House, Wisconsin. It's Veterans Day coming up, and they're going to do everything they can to support veterans. It's that kind of a special weekend. So we figure let's make it a watch party. So we're going to have a watch party, uh, go there, eat, drink, have have fun, and uh, then a portion of those proceeds go to Fisher House, Wisconsin. And then afterwards, we got a green and gold postgame show live from the Stillery in Grafton, and we hope, hope to see you as a face in the crowd. Get a hold of my buddy Tim if you want to call for a table or a bar seat or whatever. I don't know if they're taking reservations, but call over there, get a hold of Tim, tell him you're coming to uh, be a part of the day and be a part of the festivities that are going to be taking place this weekend. So we hope to see you there as a face in the crowd. That's the Stillery in Grafton this Sunday. It's a watch party for uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh, and then afterward, the Green and Gold Postgame Show, live from the Stillery in Grafton. More of the Bill Michael Show. Mike Clemens up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I think it's exactly what we needed in this situation, you know. Like I said, been a couple of tough weeks. Um, weren't able to finish the games off. And, you know, just to come out here and I think just put it together in all three phases. You know, offense played good. Defense balled out. Special teams were able to make some plays. And, you know, it's not perfect, but I think just the position we were able to put ourselves in and to come out with a win, it, it definitely going to help us. And we just got to keep stacking it. Welcome back to the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. And Mike Clemens, our guy, brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, and just a mile from Lambeau Field. And it's perfect for uh, any stay, whether you're just up there in business or a family, whatever it happens to be. And don't forget the Bay Family Restaurant right there in the complex featuring homestyle cooking seven days a week. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. Call today for reservations, 920 920- 494-3441-920-494-3441. Or just simply go online to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. And uh, go up and enjoy yourself for a weekend in Green Bay, whether it's going to the Hall of Fame, to a, to a game, or just hanging out, whatever it happens to be. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. Michael, how you doing, pal? I'm good. How are you today, Bill? Good, uh, busy, uh, but you know, uh, obviously, with the news breaking yesterday, thanks for being flexible. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a wild and woolly one. But back on the, uh, we're we're at the midway point of the season now, kind of unofficially for the Packers, and 
now it's time to start taking a look as to what uh, this team really kind of has in the tank. You know what I mean? Nine games left to play, Bill, um, and you're breaking out of a four-game slump, a Mm four-game losing streak. And one of the things you've been looking for is some of these weapons that you saw in the draft, that you saw during training camp, that you saw in flashes uh, during this regular season so far. You're saying, okay, you know, just like Bill said, we're at the halfway point now. Now, when do you start banking wins? When do you start seeing these guys grow? A lot of these young guys in starting roles in key positions like on the perimeter. And so it turned out, you know, I'm not sure. Like when you watch Hard Knocks and you see Dan Campbell up there doing speeches or even, um, you know, Robert Salah from the Jets last summer, there's some incredible themes that these guys have for their players. And we don't hear about those. I don't know what LaFleur does, but we did this time. And Sunday night, there was a couple of players that said to us, you know, LaFleur kept on talking about you got to look in the mirror. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know, what more do I need to do to dig down deep and to try and get over the hump and pull out a win here? And so I went right to Luke Musgrave after the game because that was a huge touchdown play that he had there at the end. And 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 we you know we talked about the incredible funny double fake that Jordan Love had because when the play happened I thought oh God he's confused and he doesn't know where he's supposed to be. Right. Christian Watson makes this incredible leaping catch. They're down in the red zone and he's going to screw this up. No, it was part of the play. He's faking one to to either Aaron Jones and then faking to to AJ Dillon and he throws right over the middle to a wide open Luke Musgrave. And Musgrave said, you know what, they called it Reflection Week. Look in the mirror, decide what you can do, and talked about that drive that got him his first NFL TD. Um, I think we just uh, executed well. Again, Like it was a Reflection Week, and we wanted to, we looked at everybody individually, looked at what they wanted to do better, and, and I think we, we improved, and we're going to keep on improving and keep on this trajectory, but it was a big uh, Reflection Week is what we called it, and I think we... Uh, we did well. Execution, Everybody. timing. Yeah, I, I, I credit it to uh, to Matt who drew it up. I think I, to our whole coaching staff. I don't know who drew it up, but uh, great, great play design, great execution, great blocking. Uh, I, I really had the easy job, so um, I, I credit it to everybody else. But then you had to jet a little bit to get there too. I mean, a little bit, but but again, I mean, I it was uh, I had the easiest job. I think. It was, uh, you know, that play call was solid, Mike. Uh, that was one of the ones where you kind of looked at it and went, wow, that's, there you go. That's a little creative. Yeah, Jordan Love really did a good job of selling it. Like I say to me, as the play was happening, I thought, oh, God, confusion. He's completely screwed up because, you know, he did that 180. It's like it looked like it was going to be screened to Aaron Jones and that A.J. Dillon's coming back the other way. We're going to flip it out to him. No, no. And pause and timing and rhythm. And then that nice pass with the feet flat right over the middle, and and he hits Jordan Love. Now, you know, you've got Luke Musgrave there saying, yeah, great play designed by LaFleur or Adam Stenovich or or my tight end coach, John Dunn, whoever. And and Matt LaFleur says, no, no, we stole that from Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. That's not the first time that play's ever been run. It's something that we've seen around the league. I know for a fact San Francisco ran it to Kittle a couple years ago, but whether it was John Dunn or Adam Senovich, uh, one of the guys, and we just hit the call, and the guys went out there and executed it. And Yeah, it's, it was definitely a fun moment for sure. Um, Mike, uh, one of the things that I've really liked and appreciated has been the fact that Luke Musgrave has grown as a tight end. I don't know what his ceiling is, but – 
he's been impressive. Yeah, and he, you know he is a rookie. We got to keep remembering that these guys just don't step off the bus and and play like all pros. It, it takes a while, and you know for a tight end, you know we've talked, learned a lot about, and especially you know replacing the tight ends you've had here over the years, that you have to do everything. You got to block on the line. Uh, you got to chip guys downfield. You're going to get tackled. You're going to take shots. Luke Musgrave took that shot where you thought that you know they almost took his helmet off, and he ended up suffering an ankle injury, and he was back ready to play one week later after getting all banged up uh, against the Broncos. And so we talked to his tight end coach, John Dunn, about what's he learned so far about his rookie tight end and Luke Musgrave coming back from that ankle injury in one week to face the Vikings. You know, Luke is really tough. I don't think I learned that last week. You could kind of see that. Uh, but you talk about an unselfish guy uh, worked his tail off to get back for his team. Uh, it speaks a lot to him. And again, I, I didn't learn that last week. Obviously, being together for the first time and, and going through the fire for the first time, you, you learn things at different uh, points. But um, just his mental toughness. You know, he is a tough, tough kid, and, and, and the whole group is. But uh, meant a lot, meant a lot to him to get back. Uh, he worked his tail off, and that's a credit to, you know, Flea and everyone for, uh, you know, getting him, getting him to that point. But uh, just how tough he is. If you watch Luke Musgrave, at least for the per- first portion of the season, you watch the way how hard he worked at running routes. I mean, whether it was 100 miles an hour or his blocking, and you know, really kind of trying to dig and plant a foot to to get a cut. It's it's. I, that's why I'm excited about him, Mike, because you can see it on the field, the way he works to try to get open. Now, I granted, there's there's got to be some timing there, but I love the way this guy works. Well, what you saw in the preseason uh, was speed, uh, whether there's running against air or, you know, during scrimmage in in, uh, in training camp. Uh, we remember that great catch where somehow he found himself wide open against the Chicago Bears off on the left-hand side. And Jordan Love, he actually slipped, but still got the ball off and hit him wide open. They had a similar play like that uh, this week, too, against the Rams. Uh, but this one was a little bit more with timing. But I told uh, John Dunn, I said, you know, LaFleur said that, uh, you know, he's watching Musgrave, and he's just, he's so fast for a big kid for six foot six. He's so fast that sometimes he runs through the windows. You know, and the windows, the windows happen, they're not just, you know, uh, like a, a stick, a flag at a golf course, the windows have to have, are open by where the secondary is. And if you can get the secondary to go one direction, then that that's what creates the window. If you blow through that area before you can draw those guys off to one side or another, then you're there too soon, and it throws the timing off in the play. And I asked Don his reaction, his tight end coach, on what Musgrave needs to do to slow down his routes and developing his timing. Uh, yeah, it's a great point. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and it's a great question. You know, the passing game is spacing and timing a lot of, and so you're fast, be fast. However, there are some things or some routes or some concepts. Where do you fit in the concept? You know, you might not be the number one read. Maybe, maybe you get open too fast. You get through a window too soon and the quarterback's not ready to get it to you. And then by the time he gets back, you've already crossed that zone. So, Knowing where you fit in the passing game, knowing when, you know, maybe you can tempo a route at the top or tempo a route coming out of it, knowing when you need to be 100 miles an hour on this route, right? And so 
uh, learning that, it goes from, hey, here is this route that we're working on, right? Here's this route, uh, and it's not consequential to anything else that's going on. Let's just run this route. Well, now here's this route in the bigger picture of scheme. So now how does this fit in, right? How fast do you need to get open, right? We need you to be as fast as you can be. Or maybe there's something on the backside where, you know, hey, you can take a little time. Like, don't run past the window. So again, those are all things that, that he's learning. And again, you don't ever want to take away the speed element. That's first and foremost. But certainly understanding the big picture of where you fit in the passing game is a huge piece. Yep, great question. You know, I guess the other question is, Mike, we're halfway through the season, and, you know, we know that the Rasul Douglas trade happened, but, I, you know, there's an evaluation process, and I know that Brian Gudikins talked about that, saying, hey, you know, a couple of weeks ago, last week, he said, hey, the, the, the next 10 games are an evaluation. This is, this is all about what we have to make and determine coming into the end of the season and going into next. So you would got to assume that they're seeing some type of progress in some areas. And, and I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the concern is right now behind closed doors. Well, they got so many young players in various key positions, you know, starting like with safety and now at corner and all that. And it's just such a bizarre week where you, you give up Rasul Douglas to the bills for a third round pick. And it just sends a shockwave through the whole locker room. And I got to say that maybe it paid off. Maybe it was a kick in the pants to everybody in that place. Whether you're a rookie or a four-year you know, veteran, it's like, man, if they can do that to Rasul, right? It makes, you know, whatever company, whatever office you're in, when you come in on one of those days and find out, you get that email, so longer is nothing, no longer with the company, we wish them well in right. future endeavors. Everybody sits, you know, there's a little less clowning around in the kitchen, like, oh, man. They're making cuts. Well, that, that happens in the NFL. And then what about that progress? Because you see all these mistakes, and you don't see progress. You see practice. You see uh, penalty mistakes. You see misconnections. You see misassignments. So Gutekinds was asked, you know, you're at practice. Are these guys, are they better in practice and still making mistakes in games? Do you see the same mistakes during the week? Yeah, I mean, I think – you guys have heard me say this before. I mean, practice is practice, but you've got to play the games. I mean, that's how players learn in this league is by making mistakes out there in the field um, and then and kind of carrying those scars with them. And I think you know, Jordan's doing that right now, certainly, and I think the whole offense as a whole is doing that. And then it'll really be how we take that and how we move forward that will determine a lot on, on all these guys you know, and where we go from there. There's been glimpses, particularly in the second halves, of really good football, but we have not started very well. So... I think uh, that, that group, that unit as a whole, has a lot of work to do. But at the same time, I think um, they're kind of committed to the process, believe in the, that group of guys, and um, you know, expect better results coming. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. Mike Clemens alongside. We are uh, talking a lot of Packers football and kind of recapping where they're at right now. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing. Point Brewing excellence since 1857. they got the snow pilot that's out the Oktoberfest has now been put away, but all the winter beers are starting to come out. They always have the traditional lager. They have got the caramel apple from Cider Boys, the first press, which is awesome. The Grand Mimosa they just came out with. A lot of different things to choose from, and that's from our friends in Stevens Point. Stevens Point, Point Brewing since ex excellence since 1857. More with Mike Lemons coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You've got an enormous decision to make there, right? I'm 
I mean, if you if the season doesn't go right, you might end up top five pick, or you gotta give him a contract extension. So what do you need to see out of him? Yeah, those are, I mean, obviously there'll be time for that, Bill. I, I think right now you know, we're worried about being the Rams. You know, that's that's the most important thing. So right now it's just about we, we have a lot of faith in Jordan. And I think so, you know, we got to get the offense playing better. And when that does, those things will take care of themselves. But right now, I think it's really focused on the Rams. Welcome back to the program. Mike Clements joining us on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Every Plumbing and Heating. They are in Lacrosse. Out in uh, out in that area, as a matter of fact, and whether it's uh, one of the counties in that area that uh, you know Trempolo County, or you can uh, talk about uh, them being in Vernon County, Monroe County, Jackson County, you can call them today 608-783-2803, 608-783-2803. I know the uh, furnaces have been kicking on. You can get that checked out and maybe just get a maintenance tune up. But don't forget as well, if you got a renovation coming up, if you maybe your water heater's gone bad, you want to put heating in the floor, whatever it happens to be, they can help you out. Every Craig, Every's a good dude. I met his dad, his, uh, you know, it was fr- founded by the Korean war veteran Clayton every back in 1969, three generations of Every's running that. And if you're looking for a job, they're also looking for you. 608-783-2803, 608-783-2803. That's every plumbing and heating out there in lacrosse. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline and, you know, Mike, uh, you know, we're sitting here in the midseason grades, so to speak, and uh, I, I guess the the biggest still somewhat unknown we have is, you know, Jordan Love. I mean, you know, people want to blame it on the line. They want to blame it on drops. They want to blame it on penalties. They want to blame it on the receivers, The you know, play calling, you name it. But there's got to be an assessment made sooner or later of what Jordan Love's actually doing. Uh, Bill, when I watch Jordan Love at practice and and – in these games so far, both on the road and now this uh, game in the rain on Sunday at Lambeau Field. Um, I, I, I got frustrated by halftime. I tweeted out this note. I go, you know, it's more the save. Same thing. It's Jordan Love. He's, he, he gets the huddle, gets the play in, has command of the offense, looks around the field, set plant throw, that kind of thing, until the moment the ball leaves his hand. He underthrows Christian Watson on a deep ball to the left-hand side. Then he hits Dobbs on a difficult pass. It's always low and away. You know, Dobbs is out there throwing his body out there to try and make these catches. He misses an easy 15-yarder to an open rookie, Malik Heath, over the middle. I mean, he's open. He's open. And it's not the kid's fault. It's not the receiver's fault. Jordan Love is low and away on these balls. Uh, and and then they end up, of course, that he's played with seven penalties for 47 yards, and it's you know seven to three in favor of the Packers over an LA team that come on. I mean, by the time that we knew for sure that Friday that uh, Matthew Stafford could not go with that uh, thumb injury, severe thumb injury suffered the week before, and you're going to get you know Brett Rippon. I mean, uh, as a quarterback who I thought had showed some poise, what's his first game really? You know, mm-hmm. and. That you're get you're getting a break. You're getting a break, and you should have been able to settle down and have some command of that game. So I asked Lafleur after going through the tape. I asked Lafleur last night. First of all, you see some of these plays where Jordan Love, when he he doesn't take like a seven step drop, and when when you stop the tape, he's 15 yards back there, mm-hmm. 15 yards back. These really deep drops. Yep. And I asked Lafleur, why does Jordan take these 15 yard dropbacks? Yeah, I mean, we we just we never want to be deeper than ten yards, and if you are, you better be ready to hitch up. Um, so, I, I didn't 
there was nothing that like I was really concerned about. A lot of it's feel too, you know. So um, yeah. Yeah. In terms of like, you got to feel the outside presence, those edge rushers, whether or not how hard you have to hitch up into a pocket. You know, Mike, I, I mean, I, I understand, you know, he said, hey, you know, you don't want to be taking those kind of drops, obviously, and getting back like that. But you had mentioned the fact that he when he throws the ball, it's, you know, guys have to stop. They're underthrown. They're overthrown. When was the last time we saw him hit a receiver in stride, just dropped it in the bucket? Right? I mean, let's take Christian Watson. When Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur finally were able to discover Christian Watson last year against the Cowboys in that game in the sunshine, you know, mid midseason against the Bears. And what did Aaron Rodgers do? They just let hit that kid run a little slant over a wide open middle and dump the ball off to him and he turned it upfield and no one could stop him. When have we seen that lately? You know, mm-hmm. you you got Christian Watson down there for the thirty seven yarder but, you know, he gets kind of roughed up because he's got a flail to catch the ball. It's not in stride. It's not in stride. And I don't think it's Watson's fault. I think it's the ball coming up short. And when you see Romeo Dobbs or Dontavian Wicks, these two guys that are, that are making the catches for you, they have to work so hard. For, they're, they're, it's like they're diving on a hand grenade. Why can't right. you ever get these guys just in stride so that they get some yards after the catch? And, frankly, you can, you know, you can save their bodies from taking the hit when they land on the ground like that. And I asked LaFleur, would you like to see more of these guys upright when they catch the ball from Love? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely um, want to throw and lead people and hit them in stride so you can get the most out of the game, uh, the, the play. But I thought, for the most part, I thought Jordan threw pretty accurately. The, uh, you know, he says he thought he threw pretty accurately. I, I think there's a lot of us who would probably disagree with that, that like you said, Mike, we don't see him hitting receivers in stride and, you know, just dropping it in the bucket and, and being on point. I mean, what does he have to do to see what we see? Because, I mean, the downfield passing specifically, that's been, you know, 30%, 35% or less. It just hasn't been there. Jordan's got this one ball where he throws it sidearm and usually to the right. It's that one when we were in Denver and he throws it at the goal line and it bounces off of Romeo Dobbs' hands, but fortunately Jaden Reed is able to catch it in the end zone for a touchdown. But he's bending over to the right and throwing it from his sidearm, and it's a laser. It's a bullet, and he had another one like that against the Rams. But it really, why? with everything else he's got doing right, the footwork, the cadence, the, the rhythm, and, and then he lets that ball go, what's he got to do to make it more accurate downfield? Shut his mind off and let it rip. I think a lot of times when you try to aim something or guide it, uh, you're, you're gonna you're not gonna be as successful. I think he just he's been throwing the ball for a long time. I think he's done a much better job of putting air under the ball. Um, I think shoot two of the the um, explosion plays that we had in the second half, the one to Wicks. I thought that was an unbelievable pass. I know it wasn't a go ball, but he had pressure in his face, and I mean he stayed on on platform and changed his arm angle and, and threw a ball right on the money to Wicks. And then it followed that up the next play on that deep cross route to, to Musgrave. That was a beautiful pass as well. So uh, it's not like he, he certainly can make all those, all those throws.
I guess it's the one to Christian Watson in the back corner of the end zone. Had he actually thrown it over the shoulder rather than throwing it short, it probably was a touchdown as opposed to being an incomplete pass. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, the biggest problem right now is to getting consistency in the first half of games, Mike. And they finally got a touchdown. It's kind of like seeing a pink elephant. It's something we don't see very often out of the Packers. But finally got a score in the first half. But, you know, Goody said it earlier. You had it. it, it this team's got to get it going in the first half of ball games if they're going to want to win any of these games. Yeah, and by the way, in an update, you know, Christian Watson negative on the concussion. And they called it a, you know, back and chest injury as he got that 37-yarder and fell to the ground. Uh, and that, I guess he landed on the football. But, you know, you got to see that kid somehow a little bit tougher, build up the upper body if mm-hmm. he's going to you know, last very long in this league. But he's he's got tremendous speed, man. And anybody who loves to throw to that guy, just throw past him a little bit. In the meantime, you go to Love, and you remember that game, the opener, when you felt so good that, wow, here's this young Packers group without Aaron Rodgers putting 37 points up against the rival, and then right. they all got their hand signals in the in the Love signal, right? You haven't seen right. that kind of swagger, and we asked Love about that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, everyone's a, we're all competitors in this locker room. We all want to be great right now, um, and we know we can be. Um, so I think that's that's what we talk about when it's frustrating. That's the frustrating part um, is we, we don't want to wait. We, we know it's a process, but we, we want to speed up that process and uh, just have that urgency that we know we got to get better right now, right away. Um, there's no waiting for you know next year, um, next play, because who knows what's going to happen. You know, uh, tomorrow's not promised for any of us. So uh, we we definitely we feel that urgency, and we just got to keep you know continue to grow and, and do that at a fast rate and as fast as possible. Is it- um, Mike, uh, you know, I understand that it's easy to grow. It's easy to say it, but you know, part of the problem has been not necessarily the execution. It's been the penalties. It's been pre-snap penalties. It's been some calls that have been bad, but you know, they always say you work Wednesday through Friday to win on Sunday. And it seems like at times, either it's concentration or lack of ability. They, they've just had so many penalties that have nullified big plays. Yeah. Like ineligible receiver downfield. Face mm-hmm. mask on your left tackle. So we asked Jordan, you know, how do you keep from just losing your mind when you have a good play nullified by a flag? I mean, that's just that's part of the the thing that we all got to be doing our one one eleventh and just focus on that. You know, I can't control um, what another man's doing on his job or things that might not be going right, penalties, things like that. So um, it's all part of this process for us. And um, for me, it's just. Don't let that stuff kind of you know frustrate us. And if we do have a negative play, it's how would we overcome that um, and go get better from there. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, I just look at it as trying to do my job, trying to focus and uh, you know be a leader. And when those things do pop up, just make sure that we're sticking together, staying on the right right uh, track, and uh, just find ways to overcome these these negative plays that we're having. But that it all ties into the consistency that we need to do a better job of and. Uh, um, that's what's hurting us right now is that inconsistency, um, whether it's a play here, a play there, a penalty, um, and things like that. So we just got we got to find a way to, you know, put it consistent performance together um, every play. How, how do they fix this? I mean, I remember Mike McCarthy dealing with a ton of penalties uh, in his career, and he ended up just kind of cracking the whip in practice. But how do they fix this, Mike? Well, I mean, first of all, they got to get a game without Cleet Blackman or Sean Hockley, the son of Ed. Which sounds right. like a you know monster movie title from the thirties. Um, they're ticky. I like calling John Runyon because they think his helmet is past the football. John, a veteran like that, neutral zone. But I asked Luke Buckus, offensive line coach, how do you fix this with your offensive line guys? Well, well, the pre-snap penalties, the false starts. 
That stuff, that is just focus. That's breaking the huddle, knowing your assignment, and then being able to go execute your assignment, right? We have that advantage, and it's great to use that advantage, especially at a place like Lambeau, or even on the road with our silent cadence, right? We have those advantages. Well, let's keep them by being focused every single snap and not having pre-snap penalties. When it comes to the physical penalties, the holdings, things like that, it's always gonna happen It's part of the game. We're just gonna keep stressing on using technique, right? When you were, when you were a young kid and you were told, hey, you gotta, the low man wins, right? We have to put our pads underneath the defender's pads. We have to have our hands inside the defender's hands, whether it be run or pass. And once we do that, then they won't come as much. You know, Mike, uh, going back to the trade, Rasul, I mean, I know it was during the week last week, it was kind of a down locker room, but then the trade is made, Goody explains it, uh, they ended up, you know, coming out energized, which I was really glad to see. Uh, but again, what they got in return was that dreaded third round pick, you know what I mean? Well, and I asked, I asked Brian Goodikins, what's really the value of that? Because... And you know what? He wants to see these younger guys play. He wants to see like an Anthony Johnson who did a pretty good job at safety and ended up getting a pick. And, you know, he knows he's going to have to move forward at safety. So some of the guys, like Carrington Valentine, actually had a pretty good game starting in for Rasul. So I asked Goody, at the end of the day, why do you think you got so much value with a third-round pick out of the Douglas trade? That's a four-year contract, four-year rookie contract. Um, it also, you know, it also frees up a significant amount of resources um, from the cap for next year as well. You know, so I think it's it, it's everything that's involved in that, um, and then just kind of looking at our team right now and some of the young guys that need to play, and uh, making sure we know what we know there as well. So there's there's a lot of factors that go into that, um, but um, again, you know, we're we're trying to beat the Rams. That's the number one focus right now this week. But there, but. From my aspect of it, there's always a little bit of, uh, you know, one eye on the future as well. Talking Packers football with Mike Clemens. We'll wrap things up coming up next in the Bill Michael Show. Stay right where you Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11 Jordan Love all day. Now time running out and down he goes. It's Kobe Turner. Deep drop for Love. Jordan Love looking for the rhythm and a rhythm throw. Oh man, Wicks had it and then lost the football. Will it be catch down, catch out of bounds, or is it a fumble? On third and seven. Love, deep shot. Christian Watson, incomplete. 
Akello Witherspoon with the coverage. I thought he, he made some plays, and hopefully we can build upon that. Obviously, every time out, it's going to be a learning experience. And there's going to be plays that you want back. I've never seen a quarterback go through a game, and it's been a perfect game. And I know that there's been games that guys have perfect ratings, but nobody's going to be perfect. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. Jordan Love, uh, as we sit here with the evaluation process halfway through the season, Mike, uh, you know, you, you hope to see better each and every week. And that's what I've said all along is just get better. Just continue to get better and not make the same mistakes. Jordan Love, 20-26, a quarterback rating of 115 against Rams. Sounds good. But you know what? They're helping him out with screen passes, check downs. Even a, a shovel pass to Aaron Jones on a sweep counts as a pass. We asked Love, are you concerned you haven't shown enough yet to prove you're the quarterback next year? That's not something that you know, I try to worry about. Um, you know, I believe every day I come in here and work, and um, you know, if I have that mindset that I'm going to keep getting better every day, then I'm going to let those things handle themselves and, and let that kind of play out. Um, but I just I focus on right now. I don't focus on the big picture things and what's going to happen a year from now. Um, and, you know, I just try and be the best version of myself every day. Um, and that's really all I can do. You know, Mike, uh, the defense hasn't played bad, though. I'll say that. And the week after the trade of Rasul Douglas, guess who stepped up? I mean, you these three young guys in the secondary, yeah. Isaiah McDuffie, the inside linebacker. And guess who led the team with tackles? Jair Alexander. Yeah, no doubt. Mike, great stuff as always, pal. And uh, I will talk to you later in the week, okay? Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go. Mike brought to you by our friends over there at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Give them a call or just uh, shoot them, you know, something up on the website, uh, baymotelgreenbay.com. Baymotelgreenbay.com or call them 920-494-3441. That'll do it. Quick, easy. Tomorrow we'll get into our grades. Tomorrow we'll get back at it. What a day. Breathe. Then we'll be back at it again tomorrow. Time for us to go. Have a good one. Boop. <laughs>